What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm super excited you're tuning in today. If it's your first time listening to Vantage Point, welcome, welcome. We're Christian podcasts. Uh, we've been on the air for about four years since 2019. We're heard in over 40 countries, and I'm so excited wherever you're tuning in from. Thank you for being here. If you've been here with us before, it's not your first rodeo. Welcome. Welcome back. If you've been with us the last few weeks, you know we've been on hiatus for a while, but we launched, came back and launched with our summer series, Persons of Interest Summer Takeover. It's been a series we've done for the last three years. And so, again, we're super excited to bring you different voices, bring you different perspectives, right? Different vantage points. And uh, this year, 2023, we're doing something a little bit different with Persons of Interest. The month of June is all about next gen. So you've heard from Ryan Newsom, you heard from Charisma DeMars, and we have an exciting tag team episode coming up uh, right here for you today. And then also in July, I just want to give you that heads up again. We're focused on Jesus and therapy. And I'm telling you, we have some amazing, amazing communicators, influencers, pastors there. We have a lot of people lined up. You don't want to miss the month of July. I'm telling you right now, we're only going to do five episodes, but it seems like we're going to have a lot more episodes coming in July all focus on Jesus and therapy. And who knows, we might take that focus and that theme all the way into August. But today, today, I told you we have a dynamic duo coming uh, before you today. Man, I know these young people, they are amazing. They're on fire for God. And I'm telling you, they have a word for you. So I don't want to delay it anymore. I don't want to waste any more time. Whatever you're listening on, whether it's our website, vantagepointpodcast.us, or you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, Whatever it is, tune in, lock in for episode three of Summer Takeover featuring Jasmine Bell and Landon Smith. Hey guys, it's me, Jasmine Bell. And I'm Landon Smith. And y'all, we are here on Vantage Point Podcast today, and I'm elated. How you feeling? I, I'm like honored right now that Mr. Nick literally invited us to be on this podcast. I am super excited. The Lord has placed some amazing things on our hearts to share with yes. you guys today. But for those that don't know, um, Landon and I, we do a little bit of social media do, content creating. Um, this is not my first podcast, y'all. <laughs> I've been on a couple of podcasts. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys know that. But Landon, you do it too. So tell us a yes. little bit about that. So I actually only have one on my Instagram page. My Instagram is actually I'm Landon.s if you guys want to go look at it. <laughs> Just a little put in right there. Um, but actually that podcast was actually for an English assignment. Yeah. And I was like, God, let's go ahead and take this advantage and let's use it for your glory. Amen. And so you ended up posting it on your page. I did. I know myself. Quick you have plug. some. Quick plug real <laughs> quick. Follow me on Instagram. They want dot Jasmine. I post a plethora of different yes. co- amounts of content. Yeah. I mean, in different genres and avenues, but podcasting is something that I've recently got into and I absolutely love it. And so we had the opportunity to jump on Vantage Point podcast and we did not hesitate or we second didn't. guess that. I definitely feel like this is a God move. And so we're excited to share what the Lord has placed on our hearts today. So we actually discussed right before uh, this podcast what the title was going to be. Landon, why don't you tell us what the ti- what's the title? 
So today's topic is wide awake. What do you think about that, Jazz? Wide awake, y'all. When the Lord placed his on Landon's heart, I literally just like, I fell out of my chair because I was like, <laughs> this is it. Um, and so when we think of wide awake, I said, God, well, what do you want the subtopics to be? And he said, well, think about it. Wide awake is having a clear vantage point, yes. meaning you understand not only in a place of intimacy with God, he gives you kingdom downloads, but then he also downloads who you are, what your identity is and what your functions look like. Um, understanding that you have to stand out and that you can't look like other people when you've been called to kingdom. But then fourthly, understanding in order to grow, you need a community. And so that could look like accountability in yeah. a lot of aspects. Why don't we start with being called, Landon? Let's jump right in. So being called, you also have to think, us 17 year olds we go to school every day not well right now it's summertime to god be the glory but and when we do go to school we have to think about our surroundings there are still witches there are still warlocks and we have to go around and still speak the word of the lord because you do not know what witch and what warlock has been praying against you that's good because look when you pray to god you know that the devil still hears it right just because you think it's a safe place with you and God, the devil still hears. I can say there is a scripture. It's John 15, 19. It says, if you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world will hate That's you. Good. That scripture is the true embodiment of what it means to be called, in my opinion. If you think about it, Back in the olden days when Jesus was walking the earth, they hated Jesus for being Jesus. Right. He, was the epit he was the epitome of what perfection looked like in a human. He was the true embodiment of perfection. And yet still, he was crucified and killed by the church. And so think about it and put it in perspective. If I wake up every single morning and walk outside the house and everybody is loving every single thing that I do, there's a problem, Landon. There's, like, there's a problem. There is a big problem because to understand that if I'm being if I'm being true to myself and I'm being true to who God's called me to be, people are supposed to not like me. Right. And that's like, that's a hard reality, but it's true. In a lot of aspects, people, especially Christians, we seek validation from people whose validation yep. doesn't matter. The true validation, of course, comes from God, but understanding people are not going to like you. And I feel like when you get a good vantage point of that and understand, okay, people aren't going to like me, it makes life a little easier. Yeah. That's so good. And uh, also, like you said, we wake up. We have to know we are doing something different. If they kill Jesus, what do you think they want to do to us? Exactly. That is so good because God is literally giving us so much spiritual downloads to give to people. And we are too scared to give them to people because they think we think that they're going to hate us. Oh, well. Hate is a part of it. Hate is a part of it. Listen, Jesus, like I said, he was a true embodiment of what being called looked like. I mean, like he had a numerous amount of haters and still does. I mean, his haters walk around the world every single day still. Um, and so like Landon said, if they crucify Jesus, why wouldn't they not like us? We're still sharing the word of God. And to be honest with you, understanding that if you don't seek validation from other people, when you get into that vantage point, when you understand that it doesn't matter. Like I said, it makes life a lot easier and it gives you a different vantage point um, as to how you can share the word of God and not be phased by the hate that comes with it. Okay, let's tap on being called does not mean you need to conform with the world. Mm -hmm. Society has so many different thoughts about these people that we end up looking like those people. We want to strive like those people, but have we asked ourselves what God has wanted us to do? And we also, one of the scriptures that I remember looking at is Hebrews 13, 14 through 21. It says, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. 
Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continu- continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name, and don't forget to do good and to share with those in, in need. I think that's so good. A lot of ways that people conform in today's society, or I think not even a lot, but a, the, one of the biggest ways, I think, is by the, the way we talk and the kind of entertainment we take in, meaning secular music. I feel like secular music is so often talked about, but it's also one of those things where a lot of Christians put it down at the bottom, at the bottom of the totem pole as if it's not a sin. Yeah. I think one of those sins also would be like gluttony. People kind of overlook Ooh. what you let in and what you receive, but in a lot of ways, every Everything that you take in and everything that you see penetrates your heart. Um, and the Bible talks heavily about your eye gates, your yeah, ear gates, and what it, you see, it. and guarding them and making sure that you're taking um, you're taking a, a level of confidence in the fact that God has given you an intimate place. This is the intimate place you share with God. Let your body be a temple, yes. and making sure that you don't let any and everything in. And I think in a lot of ways, people have taken secular music and almost put it down at the bottom of the totem pole, like it doesn't matter. What you're listening to literally has impact yeah. on. Your mind. There's many studies that talk about how secular music, um, not secular music, I'm sorry, how uh, music and movies and TV shows, how when you're watching and listening to those things, part of your brain literally goes inactive, meaning this is an ample opportunity for the enemy to take uh, captive or take thoughts and, and sow them into yeah. your mind, right? Um, even McDonald's, for example, they do years of studies on why should we use red and yellow to right. show um, our logo colors because that's what makes people feel hungry. And so in a lot of ways, people kind of underplay these things like secular music, but in a major way, they're actually like people take years to study. How can we sow these thoughts into someone's brain? It's, it sounds deep, but it really is that deep. And we also have to look at when, what song we're listening to, listen to the lyrics for real and even go on Safari and Google, look up the song and look up the, uh, the words to the song. And if it, is representing God. Okay. God's like, okay, that's representing me. So I will say yes to that. But if it's not saying yes to him, and if it's going off of what the devil wants and what, uh, let's look at some songs that there's lust in it. There are, uh, there's a bunch of things that talk about sexual stuff. There's stuff that just try to give people the feel goods, the goosebumps. And, People don't know what they, that means. Exactly. So let's go to the base principle of what music was made for. Let's go back to the Bible, okay? Music was created in heaven to glorify something. In this case, it was created to glorify and give praise to God. And so if this was the initial intent for what music was created for, understand that now anything that is pertaining to music, it's being utilized to glorify or bring praise to something. And so the question is, what is your music? What is your TV show? What is the movie? bringing praise to, especially when it comes to music. So that could be like Landon said, sexual immorality, alcoholism. I mean, a good question is, would Jesus listen to this song, right? Would it come against, does it come against your spirit, man? Are you spiritually woke enough to discern, is this song going against every principle that I truly believe in? And so understanding that like music is, is a tool that's utilized to bring glory and glorify something, an object, a person, or whatever that may look like. But a lot of people have played that 
down to be, oh, it's just a song. Well, what is that song worshiping? And and even when you dance, think about when you start to groove and dance, sometimes subconsciously, you don't even know what the song was talking about, but your first instinct is to dance to it, right? Literally meaning you've let your flesh now come into alignment with whatever the song was bringing glory to. And so once again, a lot of people think it's like, oh, that's too deep. I hear that all the time. Oh, Jasmine, that's too deep. But in all actuality, it's much deeper than you think. The Bible talks about how everything that happens that is seen happens from spiritually something that is unseen. And so understand it's a lot deeper than what you think. That's good. That's good, Jazz. Um, And I also wanted to go back and tap on what God says is okay. And so this, this scripture that I looked at was Philippians 4, 8. And it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think of these things. And that scripture, to break it down to you, it literally talks about whatever is good, look at it. If it's from God, look at it. And again, if it's from the devil, don't even pay attention to it because the devil will come in many ways. Like Jasmine said, when you are watching a movie or watching TV shows, listening to a song, like she said, it is proven that your brain is half active. You're not even focusing on what the other half is doing. So that is literally the plan that the devil is trying to sow a seed in you and try to take advantage of you. And that's what people are looking for. And I, me right now, I don't understand why people are looking at that. But again, if it's good for God, it's good for God. Okay, so that's really good, Landon. I found this scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 5 through 6. This is the KJV version. And it says, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself um, against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This scripture is literally goes hand in hand with what you were just talking about, man of God. It literally says, take captive every thought that does not align with the word of God. And so if the word of God is truth, like we've learned, this is the word of God is the truth. He's love. He's all these things, even going into the fruits of the spirit. What you're listening to, is it the true embodiment of what God's truth is? Once again, being in that level of discernment and being in that place of intimacy with God, some of this stuff should really vex your spirit. I mean, when you get into that close relationship with God, and I know this from my personal experience, when I really said, God, I'm going to dive deep into this thing with you. I really want to find out what all you have to offer. What can I really benefit? fit from this relationship, my fruits started to grow. I'm talking about like long suffering. I'm talking about the fruits of the spirit that nobody really talks about, but patience, love, kindness, joy, all of these fruits of the spirit started to show themselves externally in my lifestyle. But what I also noticed is a couple years ago, I had this moment. It was literally just I was listening to secular music. I feel like everybody has their wild out year. And for me, this was my wild out year. Um, And so I was listening to artists like Megan Thee Stallion, y'all. It was bad. And so I went home one day after school and I said, Lord, I feel sad. I just feel sad. I don't know what's going on with me internally. And literally the Lord was like, well, what were you listening to all day? Yeah. I mean, checked me where I stood. And literally I went back and looked at my my history of what I was listening to. And it was all artists and songs that 
like were struggling with stuff. I'm talking like um, artists that were just talking about being brokenhearted and depressed, but subconsciously I never knew that because it just sounded good, right? That's I'm listening good. to it because it sounds good. And, but in all actuality, it was penetrating my heart and little did I know it was actually having an impact on how I acted externally, meaning I was a little more rude, meaning I was a little more quick to snap back. You better not cross me the wrong way. Like <laughs> literally this is how I was operating. And so for me, that was a moment I said, God, I won't, I don't want to live life feeling like I'm sad and depressed when I get home by myself, that spirit of loneliness trying to hit me. And it literally all led back to what I was letting penetrate my heart. Wow. And to add on to that, literally me and Jasmine were in the car one day, just listening to secular songs. This is a testimony. And the Lord dropped to both of us that we should not be listening to secular music anymore. This was like a year or two ago. A year or two ago. And I'm telling you, the fact that he dropped it to us pretty much at the same time, we literally went straight to worship music, straight to worship music and started worshiping him. And if y'all don't know, Christian rap, that's pretty good. People down on it so much. Christian music is underplayed, y'all. And I promise you it's a lot better than people yes. think. Matter of fact, we already gave you the Instagram plug. So head over <laughs> there and we can send you guys a couple yeah, of great yeah, yeah. playlists. But furthermore, yes, um, secular music and just what you're letting into your heart is super vital. Secular music can be the difference in expediting your process and kingdom growth and identity or letting it be a roadblock for you. So I'm I'm encouraging you guys today, really pay attention to how you start acting externally and ask God, what is causing me to feel this way? Loneliness is not given by God. That's not not something that God's gifted you. And so understand that if you're feeling loneliness, if you're feeling sadness and depression, understand that there's something that's causing that in your life. And it may or may not be what you're letting penetrate your heart. And also secular music could hurt your friendships as well. The friendships that God has given you, um, the friendships that has been so pure with you and God, it could hurt. One could, if, if say, me and Jasmine, if uh, I was the only one listening to secular music and she was over here listening to Christian music, there would have been a whole blockage right there. And honestly, you're not wrong. The Bible talks about being equally yoked in relationships. Um, and so what, like I said earlier, secular music and, and listening to worship music and glorifying God through what you listen to can be the difference in expediting your process and your faith journey. I've been in relationships or friendships where I feel like I, there was a block, like Landon said, like we couldn't make a good connection or it just wasn't the same or I felt like I was surpassing them in a spiritual journey when in all actuality, we were supposed to be on that journey together. And so jumping into accountability, I really think that a lot of people in today's society, or especially in church today, um, they've let the enemy lie to them and tell them that isolation is key and that because you're dealing with something, you should do it by yourself. I was in a women's group a couple days ago and the Lord had me ask the woman a question. Would you take a shower before you take a shower? Would you try to get clean before you get in the shower to get clean? No, because it doesn't make sense. And so a lot of people, what they try to do is isolate because they are dirty. They try to isolate and try to clean themselves off real quick before going to the place where they're supposed to get clean. The Bible talks about community and how it's good to be around people who are like-minded to um, undergird you and help push you in your Christianity and your relationship with God. And so when it comes to accountability, people get this sense of isolation or this this, um, sown thought by the end 
enemy that you don't need, you can do this by yourself. Um, you can do this all by yourself. You don't have to talk to anyone. Don't let anybody in on your business because they can't do anything for you. But in all actuality, from experience, accountability is a lifesaver. Yes, yes. To open up and even talk is a lifesaver. But to have someone who is sent divinely by God to put be placed in your life so that you can converse and talk to them and relate with them on a on another level that no. people just can't do. As you guys know, me and Jasmine will will give you the scriptures. I I love that about us because we will well well you guys know. But anyways, uh one of the scriptures that I just thought of or that I just brought up was uh James five sixteen. It says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another and that ye may be healed. And let's look at that last part. It says that ye may be healed. That's good. That's good. I also pulled up the scripture, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. It says, two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help up the other. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will be kept warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three three strands is not quickly broken. And wow. so both of these scriptures go hand in hand. Yeah. The Bible talks so heavily about companionship and about leaning on the community. Even think about Jesus. Jesus never sent out one disciple by himself. It was always two in pairs two. of twos. And even Jesus, he did not travel alone, mm-hmm. right? And so understanding that being with someone and being able to rely on someone, it says it says it here in Ecclesiastes. It says if either of, either of them falls down, one can help up the other, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. And so literally understanding the attack of the enemy on this generation has been this seed of loneliness, depression, anxiety, but this level of isolation that comes with those spirits to make you feel, like I said earlier, that you can do it by yourself and you don't need anyone. When the Bible actually says the complete opposite. Something that I've learned is that this is just a little tip and trick for you guys. The world will literally say the complete opposite of what the Bible says. The Bible says, love Jesus, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Mm -hmm. lean not to your own understanding. And the world will turn around and say, trust your heart believe in yourself. You can do this by yourself. And so both of these scriptures coincide with that and understanding that literally the world is leading you in the complete opposite direction of what kingdom wants you to go. The world tells you, you got it by yourself and cut anyone off who has anything to say about it. But in all actuality, I think something that a lot of people say like recently is they're just a hater. Well, then you must think the whole world hates you then because in all actuality, you think that somebody telling you about yourself is them hating on you. But when we look at the Bible, this is called love. When Jesus went into the temple and flipped those tables and told them exactly how they were acting and what they were doing, this was a form of love because this is all he operated out of. So, And it's like if you're a father and you see your kid, like they're playing with the fork right next to an outlet. And they're about to plug it in or they're about to put it in. What are you going to do? You're going to slap their hand because you're you don't want your kid to get electrocuted. And it's like, again, it's like Jesus went in and started flipping tables and held them accountable accountable for what they were doing wrong. And that's when your kid was doing something wrong and you taught them not to do that. And then they saw that it was out of love, that they were about to get hurt. And they saw that you came to be their hero like father should be with their uh their sons and daughters is to be their hero and to come and save them from what 
they're about to go through and hold them accountable. That's good. I think to put it all into perspective, it's to understand and know your enemy. The enemy's attack on this generation is depression, anxiety, isolation, self-consciousness, insecurities. But understanding that the tag to that is isolation. Now I can get you by yourself. And then also now I can sow these thoughts into your head to make you feel like you're not worthy of having friends. And then on top of that, making you think that anyone who has anything to say about anything that you're doing is doing it out of hate because they're just of you, but understanding that in community, God can really expose and give you the ones that are supposed to be around you. I've experienced something amazing in this last season where God has blessed me with circles of group yeah, yeah, and groups yeah. of people who are submerged in his kingdom and yep. his kingdom um, knowledge and revelation. And they've helped to undergird me in a mighty way. But I can say that for me, just going into a quick testimony, I went through something super traumatic a couple years ago. My father passed away from COVID-19. And so what that did for for me was it put me in a position where I had to make a choice and I had to say, God, either I'm going to choose you or I'm going to choose the world. And it was no gray space for me. And I can tell you the enemy really did try to hit me hard in that season and tell me you can do this by yourself. And matter of fact, cut off all your friends. You really don't even need to be that close to your family. Stay in your room all day um, and you'll get through this season eventually. But that was the biggest lie of the enemy, because as soon as I made the decision to submerge myself with the ones that truly love the king that I serve, I'm telling you things changed and they went for the better. The level of favor that I walked in in that next season is indescribable. The level of peace and the level of grace, the unconditional love and forgiveness that I had on my life was, I couldn't verbalize it, but to understand now that I had to make that choice. And so make that decision that either you're going to choose God for real, or you're going to choose everything that this world has to offer. And I'll tell you right now, the Bible talks about it. The enemy is the dark ruler of this earth. And so therefore he reigns in every avenue. And so understanding your sense of protection and that God God hole, that sense of love that you're searching for, it's all found within God. And I made that decision and it's changed my life forever. Wow. And thank you for sharing that with us. I think that that's something that you had to get out of because you went ahead and confessed it. If you didn't confess that to somebody, you wouldn't have gotten out of that. Because confessing with your mouth that uh, that you're in the wrong of doing something or that you are in the wrong of... Uh, something that you're trying to get out of, but in your accountable partner is somebody, something that you could tell them. But anyways, to go on from that, there are four steps to being healed. And that's first confession. That's two praying. And the third one is healing. And after you heal, people think that's all that, that there is. You have to seek after you heal. There has to be a keep on going road. Like we're not done here. Our, uh, like we're not, our, uh, job on earth is not done. We have to get to heaven. That is our home. This is just our earthly home right now. Spiritual home. We're not there yet, but are you seated? (laughs) Are you seated? But we have to seek after we're done healing. 
Yeah, that's good. I mean, understanding that it's a process, you know? And so today God had us drop a lot of really, really good knowledge talking about being wide awake. Understand that as soon as you entered the world, the enemy had a plan for your life, but you know who had a bigger plan? God had a plan for your life and still has a plan for your life. And so regardless of where you are now, getting a better vantage point is always an option. And I promise you, the person who has the best vantage point is going to be our Father in heaven, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ um, and the Holy Trinity. I promise you, those those are my guys. Those yes. are my guys, y'all. Um, and so understanding that there's always more and understanding that God's got a big plan for you. And he being, loves you. Being wide awake is a part of it. Yes. You've got to have open eyes and understand that the enemy wants to keep your eyes closed. He wants to keep you in a place of being belittled and being ignorant and not understanding what's going on. Know that knowledge is really a big key to this thing. You've got to know where you are and you got to know where you're headed yes. and understand who your right tour guide is. Wow. It's going to be Jesus. And so, yeah. And again, uh, Mr. Nick, we thank you for even letting us be a part of your podcast. I was so excited to be here, guys, yes. and I'm sad that it's over. It's been amazing. I pray that uh, Mr. Nick brings us back yes. because, y'all, I love being a part of his vision for Vantage Point Podcast. It's really just to spread the word of God um, and bring different perspectives on this podcast to help people really come in um, and hear someone else with a similar story to theirs. He's had amazing people on thus far this season, and even last summer, he had Pastor Jamin, and I think Pastor Jamin Everyone's actually coming back. We had Charisma to Mars on, and that was so amazing. So I pray that this really touched you, and I pray you received something. Yes. I pray that if it did, it wasn't for you, send this podcast to someone else, especially if you know one of these three areas that could be hit on for them. But yeah, this was so yes. fun. So excited. We pray that you guys have a blessed day. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.